You're listening to The Hot Point Podcast, a commentary on all the hot points of life, hosted by Opiemi Mujafo. Hello and welcome back to another instalment of The Hot Point Podcast, presented to you by your host, Opiemi Mujafo, the baddest babe in ends. Yes. So, um, this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about um, the pressures of marriage, and it was just a topic that came up this week, something I wanted to talk about, which is the general theme, a hot point that I find interesting and I want to discuss. Um, so I'm going to get into that, and it's going to be from a, a Christian perspective, because we are Christians, and it, that's how we always look at it, from that sort of perspective, and from like an African sort of perspective as well. But before we get into that, um, let me tell you an interesting story that happened to me this week. So I was going to, what was I going? Somewhere to deliver a parcel. Um, and then the light is glaring in my glasses. And then, um, so I delivered the parcel and then I saw this light skin guy in the shop and then he looked at me. And then you know what the look that you get and you know it's on. So then, <laughs> but I wasn't in the mood. I've been dressing bummy lately because I'm on half term. I don't care, I'm all about comfortability. So I thought, yeah, I look a bit bummy, I'm, I'm comfortable, I don't really care, I'm not really on any moving thing right now. So they looked at me, I looked at him, I was screwing the shopkeeper because I'm like, you're wasting my time and it's raining outside because like, I'm trying to go home. So then I leave the shop, I looked out, I scanned the area when I left the shop to see if the guy was still outside, but he wasn't. I was like, hey, I'm in the clear, the guy, he dipped, I guess it wasn't, my, my intuition was off. So I started walking towards the supermarket because I wanted to get some cheap some cheese string. I've been obsessed with cheese string lately, I don't know why. So then I'm walking to Asda, I'm singing Skepta, you know, and then someone behind me is like, excuse me miss, excuse me miss, and I knew someone was calling me but I just ignored them. And then there was the guy and obviously tried to move to me and he was like, oh, is there a chance I get your number? I was like, no, I'm not about that. Then I walked away and that was it. That's the story. Which also prompted today's discussion so like i said we're talking about the pressures of marriage and from a christian perspective and i'm going to get um my sister's perspective on it we're going to have a discussion we're going to have a conversation and i also asked a family friend a male family friend so that we could get a male perspective on the on like the topic of the question um so yeah i'll be inputting some of the things that he said as well so we just have a male perspective or his perspective um so let's get into it so my first question, or the first thing to start off the discussion, when I say marriage, what's the first couple of things that come into your mind? Don't get too deep into it, just say what comes out and make sure you speak loud enough. Do you want me to introduce myself? Oh, the same thing. Wait, do the marriage thing and then we'll introduce you because we're okay. interested. Okay, cool. Go on then. Marriage. Pressure. Submission. Love. Black love happiness forever is that it yeah so you said pressure submission so whilst i'm like you introduce yourself to the people okay hi people so i am theo theophania omajafo i am opiemi's big sister um i am 22 and um yeah i'm here to kind of give my views um 
on today's topic of marriage and again like Kapiemi said giving it from a Christian point of view but not only that us being Nigerian giving it from a cultural perspective as well because I feel like even though yes we are seeing it from a Christian point of view being Nigerian African heavily weighs on that because sometimes when it comes to marriage you look at it more cultural than you do Wait, it's, it's still recorded, so it's fine. Yeah, it did. Um, Flip that way. I'll turn that into like a trailer. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so you just introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you something, I forgot. My brain likes to do this. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Um, do you want to give them also interesting facts? Like, what do you do? Interest, hobbies, what person you are? So that, you know. Okay, so um, I love to sing. That is me. I love to sing, love to act. I studied that pretty much in my undergrad. That's me. I love a bit of musical theatre. I love to watch movies. Um, I'm a training teacher at the moment, going into primary school. Was going to do secondary drama, but you know, as life will have it, as God will have it, I'm doing primary. Love to eat, love to drink, love to go out with my friends. You know, a crazy bunch. Oh, we just like to be young. I love to be a young person breaking christian narratives that we should be dressed like nuns and we should only be at home sipping the holy book you know yeah baby but i feel like that narrative is the church that we grew up in is messed up it was never really like that no so i feel like that's, that's like a i don't know just that's like a mormon i don't know i feel like because we grew up in the church we did with and the older like, young people we and live where we live yeah think we haven't really seen that as much but going to other people's churches or hearing other people's experiences or even having people come to our church and be like oh you shouldn't be wearing that well, yeah. why are you wearing that what's that makeup why are you wearing that? and all yeah. of that it makes you realize that world like there are still those stereotypes of your christian girl what are you doing yeah like even though i know everyone has their own little thing with their church that they wish wasn't it wasn't like that other things that could be better mm. But comparing like our church to like other churches and, and things we've experienced in other churches, we're quite like liberal with it, and it's very come as you, you're very progressive, and it's come as you are, literally, and it's like, like you know present yourself as you are. Like, yeah, God loves you regardless. Which Obviously, is, we're, not, right. we're not saying come to church with your boozy canyon and your mm-hmm. your nyash on my leg. Honestly, come as you are. If, if that's where you're at, cool. Like I always say, there is nothing better than being real with where you're at on your walk and even if you're not on that walk but you aspire to be there is nothing better but as um so i would say that if you're the beginning of stage of your walk or not even on the walk yet but if you are a mature christian if you are somebody who's been on the journey for a while come on yes you might obviously the seasons the seasons we go through where you're hot and cold that is completely that's completely normal I just think it's for us to know. Come on, we gotta get ourselves back on the end to be always aware that yo, I know that right now I'm falling off, 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 but I need to get myself back on, on, on. Get back with it. Get back with it. Anyway, kind of went off topic there, but um, back to the whole first that comes to your mind when you think of marriage. Mm. You said something along the lines of pressure, love, black love, submission. I know you said a couple of other things, but I didn't catch them. <laughs> When I asked um, our family friend, he doesn't want to be named for some reason. I don't know why. I, exactly. I, can, I can promote you by 
December you've been married. That's a semi What's it? Hobbies, likes. What's your um credit score? That's what <laughs> he drives. He's a good preacher. He's a good looking man. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's beautiful. You know, he's got a low cut fit. How old is he? Mid 20s, 25, 26. It's me up with them looking for something. If you want something sweet. Yes. It's me up. Something to sweeten He's Nigerian. He's six, six, one, six, two. Six, two. So, who's tough? Anyway, back to what he's saying. (laughs) So, I asked him, what comes to your mind when you think of marriage? And you know, because he's a pastor. He said, much. she's a youth pastor, but he's yeah. legend to all the past pastors, you know? He said, like, he answered it, but then he's like, to get deep into it. I was like, yo, it was just the first couple of things. Did so he called it? No, I just asked him on my phone. I wrote okay. it down. I took notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is along the lines of what he said. He said, two people coming together as one, doing life together, you know, so I say children, house, cars, like, family holidays, all of that, like, stuff you see in, like, those family sitcoms and stuff like that. I'm here for this, little chef. And then when he started getting into it deep, he was like, um, you know, growing spiritually together, hundred percent, like pushing each other to go further in Christ. Oh, hundred percent. Um. <laughs> so the whole um, let me get into like why, where this like thought came from to have this discussion. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to Three Thousand and Five by Childish Gambino, that banger. Awesome. And then you know everyone thinks that song is about like it's a love song. But then when I uh, researched it and I looked into it, like, I listened to a couple of interviews, he said, oh, everyone thinks it's a love song, but it's not. It's a song about the fear of being alone and people making hasty decisions. Like, that's what a lot, that's why a lot of people get married and why there's a lot of divorce, because if people are scared of being alone, so they just marry, they just marry someone they don't really know. And then a couple of years down the line, like, oh, I don't even know you, I don't even love you, I made a mistake. marrying somebody who's not worth them. Yeah, so that, that got me thinking and... The question was just running around in my mind and I was thinking about other things, so that's why I'm here to, to talk about this topic. Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, on what the song and that? And the song, like the meaning what he said the meaning behind the song. I hear was. it, I hear it. And the thing is, when I obviously to me the song's just a banger, I didn't really think about it too deep. But when you look at the video and stuff, you would think it's about love, like the way he artistically Put forward that video. I would even when I look at the video, it wouldn't. It didn't remind me of a love song. Like no, it, it reminds me of complicated love. The fact that he's like saying with the girl running away from the girl. The first time I had song, I was young. I wasn't thinking like oh, okay. complicated love. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have no thoughts on that, but it's true. You ask. Well, I, I know for me, if someone asked me my biggest fear is or was it was being alone. It was, and not even just relationships, but like friendship wise, no sister, just alone. Yeah, I thought that's a rational fear that everybody has. But then, as being a Christian as well, being like a new Christian in Christ, um, like, fear is a sin. So, to fear, like, being alone, mm. that's, like, a double sin in my mind because it's, like, you know you have God with yeah, you and he's always with you, so there's no way you could be alone. Yeah. And, and, I, and if you do still feel, like the way, feel that way, I think you should, like, just pray to be content knowing that God isn't, like, just to pray that God is, the word is not <laughs> <laughs> I think it's to actively walking knowing that truth. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, actively walking knowing that truth. Like, at uni, I guess for, for a period of time I felt like I was alone, that kind of God just dropped me here and abandoned me there. But it's like, no, I had to walk in that truth. And for me, what that practically looked like was getting up in the morning and saying, Good morning, God. Like, I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not fearful. Like, reciting Bible verses and yeah, like, so practically walking in that. 
aside from praying and reading your Bible and having the knowledge of, oh, I know God is with me, what can you do to practically walk in that? And like, you know, don't take everything we said for literal face front value. You yeah. know, you always have to do your own little research, mm-hmm. and experience it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's like that's something that I I would do. I started doing if I start to feel like well, a sort of emptiness or like, oh, I'm really alone right now. There's no mm-hmm. one to just come and hug me or someone to buy me Nando's. <laughs> she can um i'll just start to worship or I'll, I'll start to pray and i'll just yeah that. and it's a process it's definitely a process what i will say is although I don't think everything we say is literal everything we are saying is out of an experience <clears throat> that we have gone through and are going through have mm. come out of the end of or are seeing seeing the light especially that during this pandemic boom so back centering the, the topic back to marriage mm. and like obviously Everybody's now saying to you, are a marrying age, because my sister's 22. Yeah. I thought, you know, 21 and up, or some people 20 and up, that's mm-hmm. when people start looking at you like, oh, when are you going to get married? Where's your husband? Like, yeah, you've been bringing me around. Then with that, okay, I'm going to put a topic, going off topic a bit, because I have questions, but other things come up in my mind. So with that, it's like, you're not allowed to date in this African household. You don't like that. You're not allowed to date. We, you're not allowed to, you know, you shouldn't be out here fornicating. Or, hey, what's the word? <laughs> the hell is it? Uh, cor- correlating. That doesn't make sense. Oh, correlating. Uh, fr- ah, facial fronts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just being in like, like chilling with guys and stuff. I don't know what the word is. Like, you're hanging out with guys that like, should, you shouldn't be like you shouldn't it's be doing that one. like and that was always the sort of message that we got from my parents that you shouldn't be like or somehow somehow don't be a lot you should somehow bring somehow home. by what 20 you should see a man you should bring home jeremiah 29 was 11 yes, yes, yes. And you should be a man of god a man after god's own house uh, you should have a strong credit score uh, you should have enough to pay the diary yeah. and then uh, and then by what 27.5 three grandchildren already <laughs> gosh i think as well just to person basis to it i think i feel pressure some of some sort only because you didn't ask the question i didn't ask sorry i think i feel pressure of some sort because this time next year mum was already married and pregnant with me mum was either already married or was just getting married or she was pregnant with me she was pregnant with you so i think she was pregnant with me in the same year yeah so she was married then and then she was pregnant with me and i think for me even though, yes, I feel outward pressure as well. My mum doesn't put as much pressure on me now as she used to, but I feel pressure on myself. Pressure on you. Yeah, I think so. I, not pressure, but things like, oh, I've had dreams that like you're marrying this person. Wow. I've had dreams that you're marrying this person. I remember when someone told you, didn't you meet your husband in your bath? Who was that? Everybody. That's what I'm saying. So oh. church as well. Church, I've had dreams you married this person. Do you know? I said, oh, cool. That is interesting. And so I think this one to myself, gosh, what was I doing? Like, what am I doing? I compare myself to where mum was at 22 slash 23 to where I am at 22. And yes, we were both in completely different spaces. That's why I think you should even compare yourself. Like, yeah, because that was a whole different, like, experience. Nothing. The only thing that's related, the only thing that relates you to that experience is that that's your mother. Yeah, period. Period. But yeah, like, even though you've really touched on it, what other ways have you, like, ex- felt pressure? Like, oh, darling. Um, you know, people telling you they had you have a glass of wine for that one um, I had aunties come into church and tell me okay now you've finished uni it's time to start looking for husband but did you pay for the schooling Jesus goodness, anyway um, now it's time to look for a husband or now you've finished uni same thing really now you should start dating oh my gosh 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every <laughs> week. Oh, just coming to me and like, have you gone out this week? Have you put yourself forward? And I get the intelligence from a good place, but it's so overwhelming. Especially for me, from the background I came from, which is essentially going to an all-girls school. Essentially going to an all-girls sixth form, even though it was mixed, it was a start-up sixth form. So it was all-girls. And then going to a uni where it was predominantly, um, like, full of just white people. Um, yeah, it was, to be fair, no ACS, nothing. And not a a lot of black men or male influences, period. It was just like, I really haven't had much experience with guys, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Because yeah. it's like, obviously I have male friends, but it's so mm. different. You've never had like that? No. You haven't? Because you haven't been dating and doing all that. Not even really. Just like being in situations where you meet a guy and you have to make friendship. Most of the guys in my life is like, I've grown up with them. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. All of them. The Bellagis, the Joshuas, the Lyomies, like, it's, yeah. it's just like name dropping there. I'm yeah. not supposed to. Huh? I'm not supposed to. It didn't matter. Oh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> check out Lyomies, YouTube, I mean, <laughs> check out Lyomies Instagram. Yeah, you're mad. You didn't ask for sponsorship. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you don't know Lyomies. Okay, we as a Lyomies in this one. I'll come and join you in this <laughs> All right, cool. Anyway, yeah, growing up with, with just men is so different. You just become accustomed to that as opposed to. Being put in situations where you have to build connections and grow from there. It's actually very long. It's so long. But also having to change your mindset that from every guy is moving to you to know you're just friends or this is just a friendship thing. It's weird. It's all complicated and it's all it's weird. Like, when you're a kid, you think, oh, when you're older, all of it will make sense. You'll no. start moving mature. It's the same feelings. You just, you're not as vocal or you don't express them as much as a, like a young you, child would. If you don't teach yourself and put yourself in experiences to learn, <laughs> you will fall apart. Never like, make sense, all. Which you will never make sense <laughs> at all. Because it's like, especially for you, mm, more so, it's yeah. like, because you're not expected to be dating and doing all of that. For, um, um, association yourself with guys, yeah, and because you went to all girls school, oh, they expect you to go f- from none of that to okay, now start dating, yeah, now, yeah, start, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, and they expect you to do it with finesse, yeah, like so that in a year's time, somebody, you know, but they, it, I would love to make it sense. So, when I asked um Joshua that question, he said that he doesn't feel pressure the same way, oh, I just name dropped. <laughs> He said he doesn't feel. <laughs> he said he doesn't feel pressure the same way like women do, which is like understandable because men aren't pressured when it comes to marriage the same way women are. We all know that. Um, but he does like get pressure from like peers, mm. like when his, uh, his peers are getting married, they're having kids, Ooh, and like um, and also the African mindset, like just being in, in a in Nigerian community, mm. even if your parents. Well, didn't instill that into you. Just being in a Nigerian community, that's one auntie or one uncle would have would have like brought that up and instilled that sort of mindset into you some way somehow over the years. Um, but yeah, he said he, he doesn't feel as much pressure as he, he thinks. Like his female friends does because, um, like the um, and um, his sister, mm-hmm. like he he always like gets his complaints from them saying, "Oh, why don't you guys like." Pester, pester him the way you pester us about like getting married and mm. being someone. Um. Okay. Next question. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is a thing. I know you said men said this to me before, and I've heard that other people say this as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I mainly asked a question because I wanted to know if this, if Joshua thinks this way. But I also ask you, 
<clears throat> this thing, this stereotype, I know it's, it's a very Christian thing, mm. but it's, it's also like an African thing as well. Like every guy, new guy you meet, or even just friends, you start to think, oh, could this be my husband? You start to have that, like, Lord. you look at everybody, this is my husband, could this be my husband? Could this be the one? Is he the one? God, is this mm. the one? Mm. And that reminded me of that um, story one time in Cell. Um, yeah. Told us a story about um, someone told us a story about this girl that told him, "You're my husband," and just that story alone is continuously instilling fear in me not to go, <laughs> in, not to go in my mouth and just. Can I just say this? Anyhow, you are, you're my husband. If God gives you that revelation, give it yourself. It's not for public consumption. (laughs) Proceed with the utmost wisdom. Speak to your, I don't want to say spiritual advisor because I don't really like that word, but speak to your advisor. Speak to some, speak to the person you're accountable to. Yeah, speak to someone you're accountable to, your mentor, your mentor, somebody you hold dearest to, and just be like, yo, this is what it is. Have them pray on it too, because I promise you, if it's a thing, if it's a vision or a dream from God, it, you will have confirmation. Like that happened to a couple in our church, and they didn't say anything to anybody individually because they were both like um, just staying on that word and ensuring that it was from God. But then they had a confirmation from mm. one of and the elders in our church, which meant that yo, this is a go ahead. Yeah, and if if that is if you do get revelation about that person. <clears throat> it's not just a couple that would get revelation, it's your mentors yes, or okay. people around you that are um, um, praying for you or something. Yeah. They will also get like a revelation from God that these two are meant to be together. Granted, praying for you. Yeah, granted, you might have to be like, yo, like, can you just pray for this? I kind of have this, and they might yeah. get it from that, or God might just give it to them individually. But as back to your question, which was about um, seeing everybody yeah, and thinking that, thing, I actually have a whole testimony about that. And it is. We ain't got time for that today, girl. We can do another video, but huh? not today. We want to answer the question. Let's answer the question, but make sure. <laughs> Please, I don't want this podcast to be long. <laughs> okay. So basically, yes, I mean, I experienced that 100%. I think I wouldn't say I experienced that my whole life up until I was like at uni in second year. So that was what? 19? 20? 19, you know. 19. 19. 19, 20. So maybe for about 19, 20 years. 19, I want to say 19 years. 20 years. Yeah, maybe 19 years. You've only been on this earth for 22 years. How is it 19, Period. 20 I'm t- years of your I'm life? I'm telling you. Okay, maybe what from. The hell? Maybe. <laughs> shut up! Let me speak! Maybe from when I was like 12, 13. No, maybe 14. How old are you? 14. Yeah, maybe also maybe around 14 to 19. So that's a space of what, six years? Five years. I literally, for every new guy, I was like, oh my gosh, this person be my husband. Or back then when I wasn't really that was a thing for you. On my crash walk, it was more, oh, this person wants to date me, this person wants to diss to me, this person wants to Yeah, yeah. And then when I started to get my crash walk, it was, oh my gosh, this could be the way I meet him. He's looking at me across the road, this could be our love story. And in the, the span of one minute I'd envisioned how he was gonna move to me from looking at me across the road to when we have kids and we were, were having grandchildren. Like it was mad. But anyway, God's willing, I break free from that with help. Put a shock, and yeah, it was mad though. It's really depressing to go through. It at yeah, the time. I would. I wouldn't say I've gone through it at that level, but obviously mm-hmm. I do get those thoughts every now and again. But I'm like, that black pattern, you're moving mad, girl. And now, so now I just, I 
purposely look at everybody as a friend. Like sometimes I do get that thought, like, oh, this guy's cute, maybe we could do a team. No. I'm like, nah, that's long, you ain't got time for that. You know you ain't got energy. But even the most recent times when I probably had one of those last thoughts, that person removed their collar. So it's like, oh girl, that boy's trash. Yeah, no men are not trash, you know. So So when I asked (laughs) Joshua that, he said, um, he doesn't he doesn't really get he never really had those sort of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like he just if he met a girl or he saw a girl he thought was pretty, like, oh this girl's pretty. Um but he never really like had those sort of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like the only time he had those thoughts was with someone that he actually wanted to pursue, or the girl that he, um, I'm just going out his laundry in it, but you know, he gave me permission. I hope so. Because that he's been on, um, been out with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he hasn't really had those thoughts, but I think, but until, until recently, I would say, like, now that the, the pressure for him has increased a little bit, but mm. it's not uncomfortable pressure the way females experience pressure. Mm. Now that m- more people are aware, this guy's getting up there and he's not, He's not married. Mm. I think now he said now sometimes he thinks about that a bit more, but because of Corona lockdown, there's no time to be thinking about it. He's not mean anyone What's new. Your time more. Um, but yeah. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. So I just want to touch on this whole being called to a life of single witness thing. <laughs> Do you think that's? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you think that, or for those of you that don't know what being called to a life of single witnesses is, is basically, um, I forgot what the word is in the Bible for them. Are you not? You not. Yes, you not. And if you don't know what you You not, coming I don't know. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what that means, it's basically God has prophesied over you, or God has said, God, God has decided you will marry in this life. You're only called to serve the living God. Or like, you've you come to the decision personally as well. I don't think it's a personal decision. No, okay, but you can come to a decision personally to be like, no, I want to live my life for God. I think if people that do that, I think those are like sort of, I think that, okay, <laughs> God. Formulate the word. <laughs> I think those type of people that make that decision by themselves, obviously, actually not by themselves, but I expect them to consult with God. I think that those type of people, they would have to be like asexual or maybe just come to the terms that if they don't have time for people. No, you can. You or they're just tired of looking, you know. I don't know. It's just a thing where you just want to live your life with Christ and that's it. Oh, yeah. Because and that's all, yeah. The Bible says that it's better for you to be single and complete complete your purpose, your mission on this earth. And no that's right. To be married and to be distracted from your purpose in life. Yeah. Marriage is a beautiful thing and if God wills it for you it and, and if it happens to you, amazing. Like honestly, I want that for myself, I want that for my sisters one hundred percent. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you think that that could be a possibility for you? No. <laughs> Why you and Joshua answer like that straight away? <laughs> and that no. If it did happen, would you, how would you feel no. about that? Okay. Um... <laughs> no. Okay. No. Um... No. Lord, please. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. 
just the, the reason Joshua said no was because he's heard he's had confirmation from God that he's not meant to like do this with no, no. Yeah, see, I haven't had that confirmation from God, but I've had confirmation from, from other people. <laughs> and it's not just saying that because they're like, oh no, I want you to marry. But like, no, Mama, I, I swear she'll be next year. Yeah. I've had comments on people like, no, I see you getting married and I know you're going to have a fruitful marriage. And also for my mum, I think mum would have had those dreams that your mum's not going to have. I think every mum has, has that. No, but having a prayerful mother, I think, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because she would have had peace in her heart. If, if I said to her, I don't want to get married, and she would be like, okay, cool. Mm. So when I asked Joshua, he, he said no, um, and he said, you said what he said, what he said, yeah, I that he's got confirmation. Feel, oh, I'm going to confuse him. What's, what's going on? Um, okay, so like, yes, going back to like, drawing conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, conclusion, we're wrapping up already, but. 30 minute podcast, oh, okay. but I don't like it to be long. Do you feel like, um, there's a problem with people rushing into marriage and making hasty decisions. No. You don't? No. I think um, different people have different reasons for rushing into marriage. I don't think it's wrong um, for the most part. I know a lot of my Christian friends knew this is who they wanted to spend their life with, necessarily weren't in the correct financial position, to be getting married, but did it because they knew they were going to fornicate. Okay, so we have 40 seconds to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but wow, this, this is mad disrespectful. In short, no. God's timing is perfect. If, you, if you're a Christian and you choose to get married, even though everything around you seems like it's a whirlwind, God will make us. God will make a way for you. God will not give you more than what you can't handle. So yeah, that is us. We wrap it up from the hot point. You enjoyed you know what my you know where to find me this will be up in a couple of days if you'll be hearing it <laughs> i hope you that you got something from this we love you we out Bye. you're listening to the hot point podcast a commentary on all the hot points of life hosted by opiemi omojafo